I'm Sarah Resnick. And I'm LaShawn Moore. And we are the hosts of the Weave Podcast, a project of the weaving yarn shop, Just Yarn and Fiber. Hello, and welcome to the 123rd episode of the Weave Podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome Angela Kelly and Kim McCollum, the founders of Gather. Gather is a yarn shop and textile studio in Edmonton, Alberta. Their aim is to bring people together to exchange ideas, learn from one another, and celebrate making things with our hands. We are thrilled that Gather is a Canadian stockist for Gist Yarn, carrying our lines of Jouette and Mallow. Welcome to the podcast, Angela and Kim. I'm so happy to have you on today. Thanks, Sarah. We're pumped to be here. (laughs) Can you both start out by introducing yourselves and sharing your own personal journeys in fiber and textiles? Yeah, I think Angela should start us off. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Um, So, yeah, it's because I'm the bigger talker for sure. Um, But yeah, I've been sewing for, um, since I was a kid, I've always sewn. And um, I just found that my sewing journey kind of just took me to my weaving journey because I wanted to learn how to make fabric. And I've been sewing, or I've been teaching sewing for, um, since 2009, I had my own studio. And I just really enjoy teaching, but also sewing, but also I have a corporate job during the day. So it's this like little mashup of everything um, coming together. But our studio is in the same parking lot as our, as my job. So it's kind of nice that at the end of the day, I just kind of get to walk over and enjoy sort of a whole different world. And so that's how I became a weaver, but I've always been a sewer. Angela has sewn, like, I don't even know if you could count the number of things Angela has sewn. It's kind of a joke around our studio that, like, whenever she shows up, it's like, oh, did you sew that? Of course you sewed that. <laughs> and she, like, she's, yeah, I've been sewing since she's been a kid, and, like, you can really tell because whenever anyone comes in um, for a workshop with us, you know, there's so many different kinds of bodies, and she's just able to tailor the project to pretty much any kind of person, any kind of body. It's really been fun for me to see as a weaver this whole different side of the the sewing world Hmm. and what is your journey um for me I fell in love with weaving at a farmer's market I was walking well I love farmer's markets just to say that so I was in a great mood already walking along and I saw this woman making this incredibly detailed textile with this huge clunky floor loom and I was just drawn to the physicality of the machine and how this kind of really um, big movement can create this really tiny, delicate textile. She also had this huge pile of textures beside her that um, were yarns that were all these amazing textures that I was really drawn to. Um, but I think the reason why I was so drawn to weaving was because before I was a weaver, I was a runner and the same kind of focus and endurance and this meditative calm that comes from repetitive action. I really felt um, at home at the loom, I think, because of that. But while the physical act of weaving, um, I think, drew me to it, what keeps me coming back is the rich history and the complexity of weaving. One of my favorite things to do is to dig through old pattern books and to learn about weaving in other parts of the world. Um, But now my time is shared between working at Gather, and then um, I also work as a visual artist, which um, brings a lot of the weaving um, into another world for me as well. So I think we're, we both have these kind of side projects, that, and then we have Gather Together, which is um, 
I guess that sounds really super cheesy. Yeah. Let me get it together. Yeah. And together. Kim, like, she, Kim talks about her, like, weaving journey. It's very, like, romantic and everything. But she's worked so hard this year. She finished, like, her MFA at the U of A. So she has her Master of Fine Arts. And then, like, last week just casually finished her Master of Weaver from uh, her Master Weaver program at Olds College as well. So she's, wow. this year is, like, a big year for Kim. And she's all was, just, like, was. so chill about it. <laughs> A lot of weaving this year. A lot of weaving this year. I can really tell just even this early on in the conversation what good partners you are and the ways you lift each other up. And I'd love to hear the story of Gather and how you decided to go into business together. Yeah. um, I think it like started, I heard about Kim and then kind of like low-key stalked her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was like a weird thing. Um, This common friend that we have that took sewing lessons from me was like, hey, I have a friend her name's Kim. She weaves. And I was like, oh, like, what's her last name? And then I looked up, like, the workshops that she taught in the city. And then I started taking her workshops in the city. And so um, I learned to weave from Kim uh, over the course of probably a year. And then at the end of it all, I just seen like, a really good business partner. And she was approaching me about completely different things, like doing textile work and sewing stuff that she, like, had done or had woven. And it just sort of evolved into a business because we had a really good following and then um, like a really strong community all of a sudden everyone would come to our workshops and everyone would talk about how much they loved it and they wanted to do more and more and then it just sort of evolved into gather like after a couple of months it wasn't like our intentional plan we thought we'd like have more of an art partnership I guess like well it's kind of funny because I still tell people now about how when Angela came into my class, how she was like super intimidating for everybody because <laughs> in, in like the nicest way, yeah. but because um, usually for our first project, it's like a big win if you can come out with like a scarf or like a small table runner or something, right? Like weaving is really complex, um, four shaft weaving class that she was taking and um, but Angela comes back with this like handwoven coat yeah. <laughs> that she made on this table loom. Like she made yards and yards and yards. And she's like, "Do you think I could do?" I forget how much Ooh. it was. This ridiculous it was amount, like thirty feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, I mean, it's ambitious. <laughs> like, I never want to like quash anybody's ideas." But I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's really ambitious." But then she came back and she did it, and I was like, "Man, it's really hard to make a successful." hand-woven sewn project and I had not seen very many done well and even um, as a weaver looking online trying to find things that I liked that were woven and then sewn it was a tough google like I used all my skills on Pinterest and I didn't find that much and so to like have somebody cut just kind of fall into my spheres that had those skills was really exciting and I think yeah like Angela said it's really been Kind of the excitement that we've had together about making project has projects has spilled over and the community has started to grow um, for not just people that want to weave and sew together, but then we have a really kind of wide continuum of people. We have people that are just interested in sewing and people that are just interested in weaving. And then it's sort of fun for us to kind of bring each group over to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> slowly, yeah. slowly. It's been fun. How how do you do that? Particularly, I'm curious if you could talk about, you know, introducing weavers to sewing. I think people 
can be very intrigued, but there's two kinds of things. First of all, people that don't know about sewing at all might feel overwhelmed. And other people who are used to sewing with commercial fabrics can be really nervous about cutting into their handwoven fabrics. And I'm curious what kind of tips you have to help people jump over that leap. Like what are the first kinds of projects you help people work through and things like that? Yeah, I mean, Angela could talk about sewing tips for handwovens for probably like three hours. So maybe like we'll have to cut her off. (laughs) But um, I think for us, it really starts with weaving the right fabric. So either that or practicing on fabric that you already have made. But in our collaborations, it often starts with a bunch of different sampling to try to find the right weight that we want. But for newbies, what do you think? I think, yeah, we talk, so the first thing is, like, have a good plan. Like, the better your plan is, especially when it comes to handwovens, the smoother your project will go. We definitely make a muslin of all of our projects before we do handwovens. We're not some master tailors that just whip up some chalk lines and cut into our handwoven. We we always have a really good plan, and we've always made that project typically in a in a regular commercial fabric. So it's not our first shot in a handwoven. Mm-hmm. Um, what can be uh, like a little bit difficult is just making that first cut into your handwoven. And so what we kind of tell people in our workshops and we tell people just as a general rule is like, just triple check your work. Make sure everything's like sitting right. Make sure that all your pattern pieces are, you're cutting out the right amount of everything and that you have enough space on your fabric because with handwovens, once you cut into it, you can't really zip over to the fabric store and buy more. So you do have to have that like definitely like measure twice, cut once mentality because it makes a huge difference. And like a good place to start if you're worried about cutting into handwovens is start with small handwoven elements. Like your whole garment doesn't have to be handwoven. You can just have like a feature of handwoven in the front bodice or on the back or maybe just your sleeves are handwoven. Like it doesn't have to be the full um, garment. And I think that that's also a way that we kind of cross people over to the other side back and forth. It's like we don't make them weave up the entire garment typically. We say like we're going to do an element of handwoven and it's something that can be accomplished in a shorter amount of time. Like you're not spending weeks weaving the fabric, you're weaving it for a day and then you're getting to sew with it basically the next day. I think it's from the weaver's perspective, like it is, there's something about sewing that is scary for weavers. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, we all know that when you weave something, there's so much time that goes into every square inch of that project. And then to even think about like cutting off the corners or something is really (laughs) scary. And, and what I've really found with Angela is, Often how we'll work is like, I'll, I'll weave the fabric, well, we'll plan it together and then I'll weave and she'll sew. Um, but when I'm thinking about weaving yardage and not weaving a project, it's a little bit different mindset. So, I mean, it, my salvages don't matter yeah. um, when I'm weaving for sewing. So there's like one little stressor that's totally gone. And yeah. then And then it's also like, if I'm just thinking about making yardage too, it's less about everything needing to be absolutely perfect and it's more about making more than you need Mm -hmm. (laughs) so quantity is also useful like if you're going to make something that you need you know 12 inches for you make 
24 inches and then yeah. use the leftover for something else yeah. so that you want to give yourself a, a little bit extra so you're not in a situation where you can't make mistakes. Yeah. And like, I swear Kim still doesn't watch me cut out the fabric. Like no, she'll like purposely <laughs> turn away when I cut out hand woven. Like it's like, she almost can't like just watch it happen. And I'm like with the biggest scissors we have in the studio chomping into this fabric. So <laughs> the scissors that she uses, like, okay, to give you an idea, they're like, let me just see. They're 12 inches. <laughs> they feel like they're 18 inches. Like they're huge. I love them. It's a, they're a weapon. So <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's fun to have a team, but even if you're doing it, you know, totally on your own, I think a lot of the same things apply. Like, and, and the same things that all that applies to weaving in general, like sample, 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 like you've heard everybody say, I'm sure. Um, but it's one of the hardest things that we found is like, you know, making the right fabric for the right project. So mm-hmm. we've gotten into situations where we've woven like yards and yards of this fabric that we think we're going to use for one thing. And then it turns out, like, after it's washed and everything, oh, that's not exactly the right weight for what we wanted. So I guess it's this balance between, like, sampling and preparing ahead of time, but then also having some flexibility that, you know what, if it ends up not being the right fabric, it's not worth forcing the project. No, just hold on to it for another time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those are all really great tips. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to get back a little more into, into Gather, and I'm curious – how things are have been going how has it been developing and have you had to adapt your business a lot in this COVID-19 world oh it's been it's been a little crazy especially we're fairly new like we're a year and a half in and so we I don't know if we've ever really settled into like a normal so maybe that was a benefit to us that like we didn't have so much of a routine to upset however Um, there was this moment when we just sat down in our studio and filled the whole wall with sticky notes of like, what are we going to do? (laughs) And a lot of different things came out of that meeting. But I think, I think really we were just overwhelmed by how loyal our customers were. Like, um, we sent out like this email that was saying that we were doing doorstep delivery one day. Um, this was maybe like three weeks in or something. And then, like, we just had this overwhelming response of, like, not only orders, but everybody sending messages, like, drop off my order and say hi from your car and we'll, you know, we'll wave. (laughs) So, like, yeah, we've had a really great response from our customers. But we've also shifted how we're thinking about our business quite a lot. Like, we've moved so much more online and um, we've been putting a lot of energy in that direction that we hadn't before, before we were so focused on workshops. And now that... um, well, we're starting to look at workshops again, but um, it's it's been like a huge shift for us. Yeah. I think in the first month we uploaded almost 300 products onto the website that were just sort of sitting in the store. And you kind of think like, oh, it's like someone who sees this will buy it. But then you have to figure out a way that someone who sees it online will also know what it is and know like what it feels like. And that's really hard we have with fiber to kind of convey that, like, this is how it's going to feel in your hand when you can't touch it. And like, Mm -hmm. so many of our customers were just saying, like, it's so hard not to be able to like pick things up and feel the weight of them and feel what they actually feel like. And so that's still like, we, we work with that all the time. But it was, yeah, the, if I talk about the support that we got, like, and that we've been getting through all of this, I get emotional. I can't do it. You know, I, oh, the tears came to my eyes thinking about our business and our customers, true. It's like, 
Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if we can talk about it. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> next question, next question. Yeah. <laughs> but so true. So true. Yeah. yeah, and also true the challenges of shifting such tactile products to an online mode and such community-oriented products to an online mode. It's something we think a lot about, too, with our business. So, Yeah, well, yeah I think that kind of, like, leads into this other project that we're working on and that's like we've been working really really hard towards an online course and it was a hard decision for us to decide whether or not we wanted to do that because we are such advocates of learning in person and coming and seeing and touching and like you know really getting involved in the physical aspect of weaving and sewing but when all of a sudden that's taken away then we, how do you connect yeah with like we yeah. thought you know what we do need another option. You need to be able to still show them things. So yeah, that's something that we ended up deciding to do with our time when things were a little bit, well, things were slow for like a week. Yeah. (laughs) So then we made this huge plan and then things picked up a lot and then we're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. But we've been working probably for the last four months on developing um, a four shaft weaving course um, that we actually just shared the trailer recently, yeah. um, and we're so excited for that. Um, it'll probably be early September that it's all up and running, um, but that's been a huge project we've been working on and something that we're really, really excited about. Yeah, That's that's wonderful. So who is that meant for? Absolute beginners or people who already know how to warp their loom, or who's that going to It's be like for? right from the beginning. So it's 10 modules, and there are over 40 different videos um, that are coming alongside with like warping on a warping mill, warping on a warping board, um, how you get that warp onto your loom. Kim walks you through problem solving um, and walks you through any issues that'll kind of pop up. It's a really easy project and so you don't have to um, already have woven. It's just we found so many people make the jump from either like we or rigid heddle into a four shaft loom and there's a lot of similarities but there's also just a lot of like quirks and differences and we want people to make that transition just a little smoother and have a resource where you're watching like a series of videos and the nice thing about the online course is like you can click right to the video that you want to watch about what you're doing at that time so you can kind of weave along with it if you wanted. And so it's just a good, I think, transition for people who already weave or people who have never woven and just want to see, I got this loom from a garage sale and I want to know how to use it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's pretty common that that comes through our studio. That's great. And is it going to be self-paced or will people, is there a live component to it? It'll be self-paced. Yeah. So like you can do it at your own time, like at your own um, sort of energy level and do it with the project, I think will be the most successful. But we've kind of made it that like if you watched a module, like you can watch a full module um, in an evening. So like every evening you could kind of go through the next step of weaving. So that was our, we at first we wanted to do like weaving in a week, but that was very unrealistic. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yeah, our first plan was like, that'd be really catchy, like weave in a week. But then we're like, nobody can like learn to weave in a week. So we're like, no, we've got to like, we really, um, at first we had like five videos and then we had 10 videos and now we're at (laughs) 40 videos. Um, So we, yeah, it's really grown even as we've been producing it. That's very exciting. Well, we will link to your website, obviously, in the show notes. And also, yeah. if you have a direct link towards that for people who are interested, would love to share that with our listeners. Thank you. It's been kind of a, a really interesting experience for me as a weaver to be doing a course like this, because 
that's one of the things where I feel like without a partner or without a team, it's just really not possible because I can't imagine trying to put something like that together in my home without like it really takes so many people because a lot of people have been commenting on the trailer saying, oh, like, is Angela going to be in the video? And like, everybody's like, like no, sorry, but like, um, but it wouldn't have happened without her because we how it was sort of set up in our studio was um, we'd have the loom and then we'd have all the lights and um, we have a, our cameraman. And so it's, it's me and then the cameraman, but then on the other side of the studio is Angela and she has her computer out and she's making sure everything works and that I get the lines right and helping keep the energy good in the room because yeah. man, I, I have to say, I don't, I don't think I'm um, exactly a natural <laughs> in front of the camera. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was a great learning experience for me, too. But a- after some practice and a little bit of moral support, it went it went really well. How exciting. That's so exciting. Well, we are really thrilled to be partnering with you as the newest stockist of our Mallow and Duet yarn. And I am curious to hear how you decide which yarn to stock in your shop. Yeah. Oh, we're so geez. pumped. Oh. We're, we're very <laughs> excited about the Mallow and Duet it's um Kim and I both have it on our home looms because the studio looms are all in use um just with projects going on but we both have it like at home and we keep sending each other pictures every night being like look at this look at this texture look at how smooth this is like we are very excited but I think for choosing stock um sometimes it's our customers saying to us, hey, we like they're sort of dictating to us saying we'd really like to work with this. But then I think the other balance is like us finding fiber and yarn that works really well for beginners. Because something that we struggled with, like I struggled when I started weaving, just finding the right fibers. Like you can definitely get a cone of yarn many places, but when you get it, it's like sort of what's the end game and does this work for beginners? And so we like to bring in fibers that work well for beginners because it's you know, the basis of when you start weaving is that we want successful projects to come out so that you keep weaving and that you get excited about weaving like we are. And so, yeah, it's interesting to just sort of try and make that transition of like having really like interesting stuff, but also stuff that works for beginners, but also stuff that people want and that they'll actually be using. But I do think like one of the biggest things is like, Kim can attest how many times I put a cone of yarn to my face or my skin because my end game has always been fabric so my idea is always like oh this feels good against like your skin and so we work a lot with like how it feels too I think there's like a few filters sort of that it has to go through like first of all is it like does it look nice do we think we're gonna like it and then we'll order it in and weave with it and if we like it and then we'll show it to a few customers like our regulars what do you guys think and if it kind of passes the test like oh maybe we could weave and sew with this yes we can weave and sew with this for sure (laughs) and our customers like it well then it's in it's in yeah (laughs) you mentioned that you both have duet and mallow on your looms what are you weaving with it <laughs> well, the one one thing that we're working on right now is a small weave and sew project, and so we're making some twill fabric to make a pouch. Yeah. And so that's a small thing, but that's kind of we want to get sewing with it right away because people are going to be asking us about that for sure. So we need to before people get get it in their hands from us, we need to make sure that we know all the tips and tricks for that. Yeah. And then. Um, I have like fabric on my home loom and I want to do a full garment with the mallow as the weft. So we'll see um, how it goes. I have a feeling it'll be great for the fall. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see that. Or see photos of it. That's really cool. Well, you mentioned a huge, exciting project on the horizon already, which is your course for four shaft weavers. I'm curious if there's anything else on the horizon that you're interested in sharing about. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's it's interesting, you know, when you do one project, how things Mm -hmm. kind of snowball. And what we've been finding, the more that we put in this course, the more other ideas that we have to kind of build it out and other resources that will be good companions for it. But I think really where most of our energy has been going uh, over the last month or two, aside from the course, has been building our team. So we have a couple of new people on board. We're working regularly with a designer now, which is like really new and exciting for us. And um, we have a new employee that knows a lot of things that we don't know, which is really (laughs) exciting. And um, what else? We are like starting to dabble to get some rigid heddle stuff into the studio. And so we, um, which just inspired. So <laughs> when we were talking to Christine, she's like, yeah, we have like this rigid heddle following. And so we're like, we have a couple of rigid heddle people, but we wanted to like um, just maybe build out some workshops and do some stuff in the city with some rigid heddle. So that's coming up. And then we're, what else? Oh, we're working on a, um, are we saying that right now? Are we saying that later? I guess, I guess we can say it right now. We're working, <laughs> we're working on a jacket. Um, so a wool and cotton jacket. And Kim's currently doing the weaving for it. Um, so, yeah, she'll tell you more about yeah. it because I just know that I have a lot of sewing coming up. <laughs> well, it's we're, yeah, we're working on this project um, with the Alberta Craft Council. And it's a weave and sew project. So we're weaving the fabric right we as in me <laughs> weaving the fabric right now. And it's a new combination that we haven't used before. So we've done a lot of sampling for it. Um, yeah, wool and cotton together. And it's a lot of weaving. Like how yeah. many it's a lot. I think it, like, we need four four meters for sure, four four and a half yards. Yeah. I mean production weavers will laugh at us, but we yeah. don't we don't know we don't yeah. normally do like that much. Um, weaving and we don't have a we don't have a sectional um, yet in the studio so it's all um but yeah I'm really excited about it because it's actually going to be something that I think is quite different than anything we've done before we've done all sorts of weaving and sewing together but this is a pretty big project and our first I think wool sewn yeah I don't think we've worked with wool I don't think we've ever like stretched our skills this far either you're stretching it by doing a lot of weaving and I'm stretching it just by a jacket, which is just a higher level project. We do a lot of projects where we know other people can do them in our workshops or that we can kind of replicate them. But this is the first project where we're like, let's do it big and (laughs) really use our own skills and not like, it's not for the purpose of um, teaching or using it in the studio. It's for a different organization, which is very interesting. And the theme of that um the theme of this year is collaborations so it was like a very like it was just something that really ran deep with Kim and I we're like let's collaborate because we're business partners let's collaborate because we can weave and sew let's so we took the collaboration thing very literal I think (laughs) so it's nice like it's easy for us hearing the story of your business and the way it's kind of developed organically resonates a lot with me and the story of our business and I'm curious if you have advice for people out there who might want to be opening up a yarn shop or following their creative passions into business in some other way what do you think are some of the 
most important things to get right as you're getting started? I think like, oh, this is a tough one. Yeah. Um, I think the <laughs> first thing for like, well, for Kim, Kim made a huge leap. If if like you don't know Kim's story, she was like a occupational therapist before she decided to fully move into being a full time artist and having a studio. So Kim made a very big leap. But for myself, I I made the leap in ways that made sense for me. So I made the leap in terms of I could do it in the evening and on weekends. And it could support the life that I already had and that it worked with like the time that I had in my life. Whereas I think if you try to do too much too soon, it's, it can be very overwhelming. And Kim and I, it's not like it's always roses. Like we're very good business partners and we're very respectful of each other, but there are hard decisions in business. And so I'm, I think I'm most thankful. And my advice would be like, if you can find a good partner, get a good partner because you need the balance and um, like you need, you just, it's so nice that Kim and I can commiserate over similar issues that we're having or that we can work through problems together. Because even at the beginning of COVID, it was like, I'm, I'm in shambles, Kim's in shambles and at least we could be in shambles together <laughs> thinking that, like, you know, it was, it was a very, it's a very scary thing that's happening in the world. And so it was things like that. If I was a business owner all by myself, I don't know that I would be able to make it through. And I know that a lot of companies in our city and small businesses, they, they are struggling. It's, it's a tough time in the world. So, um, yeah, get a good business partner. Would be my advice, even if it doesn't make sense for everybody, but. It was interesting because I think we both had our own thing going before Gather and allowing that to grow enough on its own first, I think, was really important for us because it showed a certain commitment level, I think, on both sides and it made it easier to make the leap into starting something together because we know that we each knew that the other person had a certain kind of commitment and a certain amount of energy that they were willing to put towards this thing. Um, But as far as business partners go, I think like, while we have a lot of interests in common, we also have a really different backgrounds and really different skill sets. Mm-hmm. And I think that serves us really well. Like we joke sometimes about it because there's certain things that like, I just wouldn't be able to do on my own, <laughs> like yeah. vice versa. Like Angela does a lot of the business stuff that like, I just have no clue about and would stress me out so much that I would probably quit or cry. And like, yeah, I think finding whether it's a business partner or a team or um, good advice from the outside, like nobody can do it alone. And there's so many different aspects to running a business that you really do need a huge variety of different skill sets and ideas to make it work. Yeah, I think we see it too with you, Sarah, like we see your team, we dealt with some of the other members too. And I said to Kim, I was like, it's so refreshing when we were talking with Christine and just, it, it's just so refreshing that you know that you have a good team around you. And when we got our package in the mail, it was like packed so beautifully. And you're like, I know that that's another team member. And so it's just like, we just found that, yeah, you guys also probably understand the value of a good solid team. Absolutely. And we wouldn't be anywhere we are without our, without our people. I think about that every day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Especially times like these. Like, yeah, it's nice. It really is. And it's just more fun. Like, yeah, I think it's just yeah, like it's true. when when we were first starting and like we get our first <laughs> online sale, like we sent like, like eight. Oh. Is it GIF or GIF? This is so embarrassing. I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever don't know it's what called. We sent someone dancing. <laughs> we sent like, yeah, three back and forth. It's like, yes, oh. online, you know, like it's every, like 
the good and the bad is easier to take when it's not Absolutely. just Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yes. all really good. Or when you have good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So where can people go online and on social media to learn more about Gather? Yeah. Um, there's two ways. And the first is to sign up for our newsletter, which is on our website, gathertextiles.com. It's just down at the bottom. If you scroll to the very bottom of the website. Yes, and yeah. that, that's how you find our newsletter. And that's probably the best way to keep in touch with everything we're doing. Um, Instagram is another really good way that we use a lot. Um, we're at gather underscore textiles, and you can find us there. Um, that's a great way to send us a, a casual message, too. Or to, if you comment on one of our photos, then we'll go and check you out. And yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of a fun way to connect um, that way. We also use Facebook. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. a Facebook group, too. It's just gather textiles. Um, or a Facebook page. But yeah, I would definitely say I agree with you on the email. Um, we put a lot of heart into our email newsletters. And like by mm-hmm. we, I mean Kim does. Um, yes. She does a bulk of them. And so it's, yeah, it's a great way to connect with us. And then a great way to just re- respond to the emails when we send them out. Um, if you have anything that you need to say to us. So. All right. And do you have any closing <laughs> advice or words of wisdom for weavers out there? Hmm. Maybe you give one sewing one, I'll, I'll give, give one weaving one. Yeah. I think it's, like, really good to experiment. And if you have a good stack of hand wovens that you already have at home, to just bust into those. Try sewing them. Try cutting them. If they're ones that you can kind of sacrifice for smaller projects, um, just use them to see how you like working with them. But definitely be patient and definitely work gentle with your hand wovens. That's, def- that's um, I said definitely a lot, but it's very important. It's important to be um, aware that when it's something hand woven, it can come apart just a little bit easier once you cut into that selvage. Um, so be gentle with your hand wovens and you'll have more success. So. And I think from my perspective, I would say just allow yourself to play on the loom. I find with a lot of beginners, especially, everybody wants to follow the project exactly. And then once you're done your project, you're done and you go on to the next thing. I always recommend adding a little bit of length to your warp to have some that's just like free experimental time. You don't have to call it sampling. It doesn't have to be as formal as a real sample, but just try a bunch of different materials, allow yourself to play and make textiles that don't have to be anything, which is kind of funny advice for something for somebody that really wants to weave to sew, but it's through doing those things and trying things that you wouldn't otherwise try that you come up with some of the best that we've come up with some mm-hmm. of the best fabrics that we've ever mm-hmm. made. Um, it's just stepping outside of the box a little bit. Hmm. that's That's great advice and this was such a wonderful conversation thank you both so much for making the time to talk and for making space for just yarn in your shop we're so happy to be partnering with you yeah thank you sarah for your time and everything that you guys do at just is really inspiring to us too so we're we're excited to have connected with you that's a wrap to see photos of Angela and Kim and of Gather, and to see links to their website and social media, please visit www.gistyarn.com slash episode hyphen 123. That's G-I-S-T-Y-A-R-N dot com slash episode 123. Next week on the podcast, LaShawn is speaking with Lauren B. Fay, the founder and executive director of the New Fashion Initiative. The New Fashion Initiative is a foundation creating interdisciplinary education and communications initiatives to promote circulatory collaboration and accountability in fashion. 
Stay tuned for that episode. And until next time, happy weaving. Happy weaving.